right, my friend. This is hey. uh, this is a long time coming, bud. I know we made it. Uh, we we did well, make it. Well, uh, I guess we'll start off by introducing ourselves and what this actually is called, right? I think that's probably the proper thing to do here. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, about time to let the uh, the public know. Uh, that's Brandon, and I'm hey. Sam. Yeah, and uh, this is Chasing Points podcast. Uh, we'll be talking about a bunch of sports and giving you the real every single time we talk about it. Uh, not the fluff that you hear on some of these uh, what commercial uh, radio shows or uh, sponsored podcasts. Uh, yeah, no, it's I'm definitely going to be cussing and giving my opinion, probably more so when I talk about any of my teams. But yeah. Yeah, that's that's coming up uh, for sure. Um, hide your hide your kids. No, it's just, it, it'll be. I don't, I don't know if it'll be all right. I think you just lied to the people. It might not be all right. And I'm OK with it not being all right. I don't know if they're OK with that or not. Um, so, yeah, man, how are you doing today? It's uh, not- when you guys hear this, just to we're breaking the third wall here, or at least I am. Uh, when you guys hear this, uh, it, it will be Monday. Uh, but we're actually doing this while we're watching the Steelers and Browns game, which is looking like it might be a blowout from Browns. But anyway, we'll get back to that in a second. How, how are you, as I was saying? I'm doing great. Um, just a weekend full of football, wild card weekend, uh, six games over two days. You know, there's nothing better than that. How are you, my friend? I'm also enjoying uh, the football festivities because it will be capped off uh, tomorrow evening with the national championship game which i can honestly tell you and i know we're going to talk about it i can honestly tell you i don't care who wins because i hate both of the teams <laughs> so just could care less um but yeah uh i i uh i think just today was is it's yesterday being saturday and 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 or excuse me saturday and, and today sunday uh listening and watching this this is definitely probably been the best stretch of sports that we've gotten uh, in a while especially with uh uh senora covid running rampant yeah absolutely uh, kudos to the uh kudos to the nfl for for putting out you know all these playoff games and they they certainly show that sports uh football will go on no matter if they have to play on tuesday or wednesdays but um you know the the browns right now are playing without their head coach due to uh covid um and i think he was yeah and four starters uh so yeah anything's possible in the nfl we we've seen that this year Uh, we've seen uh quarterbacks uh you know wide receivers play quarterback so it's 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 been a wild year for sure but uh you know anything's possible in the nfl so that is for damn sure and i mean i don't think anything's going to stop the buck uh we uh, a couple buddies were talking about this the other day of of how uh, I believe the NFL will be done in, in 10 years due to all the rule changes and the, the, the less, the lessening of contact and whatnot. And, uh, one of my buddies that you actually know, uh, Harrison, uh, he, uh, he said, man, from living down South, I don't think that's the no, case. Like just, yeah. just the way that they are all about football. And I was like, you know, it, that's very, very true. Cause it's a different, it's a completely different, different atmosphere for those that live, uh, was it north of the Mason Dixon line? Uh, you probably have no clue of what it's like uh, for football down there. That's life for them. Uh, it's football, church, barbecue, and uh, 
<laughs> Let me stop before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> I'll just stop right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, football. Um, you know, it's it's America's America's new pastime for sure. And it was a it was a wild wild card weekend. So we can <clears throat> get into that. As as Brandon mentioned, we're taping this as the uh, the Browns are putting a smackdown now on uh, on the Steelers. Kareem Hunt's doing uh, push ups in the end zone. So let you know how that's going but the uh to recap a busy couple days in the nfl uh game that just ended that we had the pleasure of watching was uh the saints beating down 21 to 9 on the chicago bears drew Brees, two touchdowns 265 yards uh trivia question for you brandon who is the only nfl player to ever get uh slimed in the end zone i'm assuming it's drew Brees. No, it was Michael Thomas, but okay. Nickelodeon carried this game and they had like crazy, crazy effects and, and specialty things going on the screen. So a cool way to introduce kids to football, but well, well, not hold, hold the buck on that one. Uh, <laughs> did you see what happened on the Nickelodeon stream? I didn't watch. I I. I went over for a second. I didn't watch the whole well, thing. Well, see, I, I did my due diligence, and I thought it would be pretty funny to share with you guys because I had a funny feeling you were going to bring up Nickelodeon because if you didn't, I was. And uh, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious that on the Nickelodeon feed, one of the players, because, again, not too many fans in the crowd, so you can hear everything that's going on, literally cusses and drops the F-bomb and they were alive doing this and they're just like uh oh well uh <laughs> and they try to like walk past it i was like what did you think it's a bunch yeah. of grown men playing and doing the sport they don't care who's watching they're out there to do what they have to do they're going to be frustrated and you think that there wasn't going to be an f-bomb who thought this was a good idea to put this on nickelodeon who thought this who somebody clearly didn't think this through I, well, I, they did not I think, you know, they probably should have just put a longer delay on it for sure. Yes, but yes. I think it's, a, you know, a CBS, Viacom uh, has a lot of money invested in NFL and we're always looking for more eyeballs. And to introduce kids to football, that's cool. I would watch it on Nickelodeon if my son was old enough to watch football, but he just kind of stares at the screen and is like, Dad, I'm watching football. So, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal, but... uh you know it's a cool concept, but you know, back to the back to the game. Uh, it looks like the Saints are uh, going to to match up against uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay uh, next Sunday night. It's the first time uh, two forty-year-old or older quarterbacks will face off in the playoffs. The Saints uh, have won two games against the Bucks this year earlier in the season, so. Uh, thoughts on the uh, game that sh- I saw someone on Twitter put that this game will be airing on the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't know who uh, it was. I'd credit them if I knew. That's pretty genius of whoever did that. And yeah, I also so. apologize if for somehow, some reason, you guys are hearing my furnace in the background. I hope you're not. But if you are, it's 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 cold. It's wintertime. Go hey, fuck yourself. We're in the, you can't deal we're, with it. We're in the Northeast. <laughs> um, we got to stay warm. I think, uh, well, first off, I, I, let me ask you this question. Where is Alvin Kamara ranked as running back in the NFL to you? Like a, 
top we're ranking in, the NFL. In top in the top three where is he ranked to you number one number two or number three two who you have ahead of him probably you know i play too much fantasy football and i would say mccaffrey is number one but i would take camara too if if we're talking if, if it's like a fantasy football thing yeah i'm taking probably taking camara too healthy saquon He's in the conversation. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, who we're going to talk about in a little bit. He's certainly in the conversation, too. I'm taking Saquon. Okay. Well, Then I'm taking – it's a toss-up between Kamara and McCaffrey. But Kamara does things – so does McCaffrey. Like, it's just – I just think it's just really hard. And I, I think for people to, that argue that, that um, I don't think there's really any wrong answer in this. Sure. Uh, because all three of them – excel in different ways and they're all three extremely talented so uh i just was curious to hear that but yeah. uh to get back to your question i think it's going to be uh pretty cool seeing the saints and the buccaneers i i uh text a buddy or got on the phone call to buddy last night when i watched tom throw the ball to ab and i was just like you know what's so wild is like tom is literally out there playing with a build your own Madden team. He's got AB, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk. He's got uh, uh, Breit. He's got uh, OJ Howard. He's got Leonard Fournette back there. It, it's just, he's got his choice of weapons. And this is the most weapons Tom Brady has ever, ever had. And I think it's wild that he now has this opportunity to throw to all these people. I still think the Saints are not going to get over the hump. I still think that they're going to falter, um, but we'll see. I, I, we will. We will definitely see. Yeah, they've they've had some uh, big playoff losses. Unfortunately, it's kind of like anything that could go wrong in mm-hmm. like big dramatic fashion has for the Saints. There was that uh, Minneapolis miracle game where Stephon Diggs just walked into the end zone. There was uh, that uh, roughing. Uh, what was it? The pass interference. pass interference against the Rams. So it's that it should have been a pass interference. Right. And it wasn't. Where it yeah. should, but wasn't. Mm-hmm. And um, last year against the uh, Vikings again, some you know late, late game uh, you know pass interference in the end zone. I think it was a Kyle Rudolph touchdown. I don't quite. Uh, I don't recall. I kind of blacked out at that point because. <laughs> You know, just, me, me just being, the Saints a, being a Saints, man. Yeah, you know, and you being a dad and going to sleep. Yeah, you're probably delirious at certain times in the evening. Well, I was gonna say, I've just always been a big Drew Brees fan. So well, you know, when it's true, just can't can't make it to the uh, can't make it to the dance again. It's just three years in a row. But um, yeah, is you know, everyone kind of feels like this is the Saints year. That <laughs> who knows? I don't, I don't know. But Tampa Bay coming into New Orleans isn't quite the same kind of experience now when there's a limited amount of fans. And I think that was probably the biggest thing that I saw this wild card weekend was, you know, home field advantage. It's starting Does to it, sound like the yeah. Saints sound like the Cowboys again. Oh yeah. It's our year. It's every year is our year. And it's been that for the Saints for like the past five years and nothing. Well, um, the difference is the Saints make the playoffs. I don't. That's a big difference. That's a that's a huge difference, actually. Um, but I will not start unraveling my hatred for the Cowboys yet. And by the way, Big Ben just threw another pick. Um, 
just just saying the Browns are uh, looking a one right now. Just just for you guys. But um, let's let's go back real quick before we we get into some of the other games. Uh, do you think. You you asked the question not on here, but uh, a question as posed if Mitchell Trubisky will be there in Chicago next year. I think that he will be with the Redskins excuse me, sorry, the Washington football team, uh, the team that has no name. Um, he will be with them next year. And I also think that Matt Nagy will probably not be the Bears head coach next year either. Uh, so I, I think there's just going to be a lot of moving pieces. Uh, I don't know who their head coach is. I don't know what the next move is for them. But I think the Trubisky show is over. Yeah, there were, there were some reports that if if Trubisky didn't make it deep into the playoffs this year, um, and the Bears were eight and eight going uh, into the playoffs this year, um, so if, if they didn't make a late run, that Mitch was gone. They didn't pick up his option before the year, so it's probably writings on the wall there. Who knows about Matt Nagy? He's twenty eight and twenty over the last three years. He's made the playoffs twice. You know, he lost to the Saints this time. A couple of years ago, it was the uh, um, loss to the Eagles. I think it was your, your Eagles with Nick Foles yeah, at the helm there. Um, I was driving my car, and uh, you're talking about the, the bounce field goal. Yeah. Yeah, I was driving my car back from the city. That's when I worked at Stadium Goods at the time. And I had my... My phone on my on my gauge, my speedometer, and I'm watching it driving from New York City back upstate. And I was just like, this is terrible. And when that happened, I literally was screaming in my car at the top of my lungs. And uh I just couldn't stop. It was wild. Uh, but yeah, that was uh they just can't they just look terrible. They're just one of those teams, it's just like why you're you're your goods or your best times have passed. They're in the past. Like you, you're no longer the the bears of the old. Like you still have a great defense. Technically, um, you have one of the best defensive players in Khalil Mack, and you still can't do anything, um, which is wild to me. Uh, yeah, they, you know, and that brings my next question: is is GM Ryan Pace on the hot seat? You know, you mentioned Khalil Mack, probably one of the best defensive players in the league. They spent a fortune in draft capital to get him. Here's a guy, Ryan Pace, who had the third overall pick four years ago and traded up one spot with San Francisco, uh, who didn't need a quarterback, and drafted Mitch Trubisky when there were a couple guys that he could have traded back for or taken their name Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So imagine this Bears team with either one of them. Imagine them with competent, uh, quarterback play this team would be it, it seems like that's what's missing and Trubisky's made some strides this year I just think it's you know Washington sounds like a yeah that's a really great option good fit there's you know who knows what happens between the draft and and other quarterbacks on the trade market some retirements potentially so we'll we'll see there so again the Saints are going to host Tampa Bay uh, next Sunday night on Fox so Another game that was played earlier today, we have the Baltimore Ravens going in to the Titans and uh, winning 20 to 13 in Nashville. You remember last year, Brandon, the the Ravens were kicked out of the playoffs 
after uh, in the division round by the Titans. And uh, over the last two meetings, Derrick Henry had 328 yards combined on the ground. The Titans running back. He was held to only 40 yards today. Won the rushing title two years in a row. Lamar, last year's Super Bowl MVP, or uh, regular season MVP, Lamar Jackson, put his team on his back, 136 yards on the ground. And what John Harbaugh, I think he called like one of the greatest quarterback runs ever. I don't know if you saw it, that 48-yard I I heard it. He said it was the greatest. And I was like, um, there's a guy by the name of Mike Vick that did plenty of that during his career. Uh, there's Randall Cunningham. There's uh, McNabb. There's so many other quarterbacks that have done great things. I don't know why that one. I understand that he ran through the whole team, but I've, I still don't think there's been any quarterback that has scrambled like Mike Vick and and I'll I'll give it to him he's second he's definitely second to him because of the speed and how they move at that top speed but the stuff that Mike Vick did when he was on the field I still think that's unmatched man yeah you're you're talking about Atlanta Falcons Mike Vick was yes was a cheat code yes. for sure um and true not even just there when he came yeah. to the Eagles too even yeah that's true. I'm I'm blocking out the Jets, Mike Vick. Oh, I know you was, are. I'm was, out, I'm blocking out the Steelers, Mike Vick, too. Oh uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but one thing I'm glad Lamar, I'm glad Lamar finally won. And I say finally because everything you hear is Lamar can't win the big game, can't win the big game. It's yeah. his third year in the league. He wasn't even a full-time starter his first season. They can't he initially came in to run these like option plays and and different things like that so this you know second year he's one and two in the playoffs now i'm just glad that this narrative is off his back because it's just not it was a bad loss against the titans last year but lamar is special they they build around him they they use him the right way they they set him up to succeed and um it's just great to see him kind of fix himself over the last couple of weeks because it, it was a rough start to the year for him. I believe the, the problem is, and the problem was last year is once you start getting away from your bread and butter and you want to be brand new because teams have tape on you. Once you start going away from the things that got you to the playoffs, that major record, what it was that allowed this young man to become MVP once you start doing extra things and like oh let's just do this and get away from this because this is what they're game planning that's the biggest weapon that the Ravens have I don't care what anybody does to game plan around what this young man is going to do you can look at him all you want you can watch all the tape all you want and be like hey we're gonna we're gonna stop him from running he is that quick there's too much that you have to worry about he has two tight ends that are phenomenal he has a fullback that used to be a defensive lineman that can catch the ball and was destroying people today. Yep. Um, you have Hollywood Brown uh, when he's on. They added Des Bryant, which hasn't really made noise, but you have that veteran present. Uh, you have Willie Sneed, who's reliable. So you have a solid offense. Uh, and you have solid players that you can get the ball to and, and do things. And I, I didn't even mention da, uh, Dobbins, um, probably to mention him because he's from Ohio State, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> um, but he, he's a monster in himself, too. And then you have uh, Ingram. Was he, is he injured right now? 
or he's just you know, I didn't I didn't watch a lot of this. I, I watched a good amount of this game. I didn't I think he was active, but I definitely Gus Edwards was. Yes. You know, he's been solid every time he, they've he's had the opportunity to play. He's uh, you know, he's he's been good and he doesn't catch the ball. He just he's just one of these like ground and pound guys. And yeah, the best running game in football is Baltimore, especially with with Lamar Jackson, who is, you know, just run all over you as he did today. Greg yes. Roman, uh, you know, as as you mentioned, um, you know, when you, when your scheme starts to get figured out, uh, you know, it's happened to Greg Roman before he uh, was a coordinator for the Niners with with Kaepernick and and Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo with uh, uh, when Rex Ryan was there. So he, you know, he he's done this before and he's made these guys look good. And you know, kudos to Baltimore; they had a Super Bowl MVP, and uh, you know, and Joe Flacco, and they knew what they could do with Lamar and they, they, you know, entrusted him to, to uh, put the right things around him and, and they succeeded for sure. So I, uh, far. I'm glad that, uh, like you said, it's, it's, you're, you're talking about a young man is like, I don't understand. And I, I forgot what analyst said it the other day is like, you're talking so down on Lamar and you're talking up uh Josh Allen and you're talking up some of these other quarterbacks is like, he's already won MVP. He's been to the playoffs already. Right. These, some of these guys, this is the first time like he's done all this stuff already and y'all still talk him down. It's, it's crazy to me because he's one of the best talents that we've ever seen uh, grace the gridiron easily it just what he does and and everybody oh he should be a wide receiver he can throw the ball he has zip on the ball and the way that especially when he throws a sidearm it's it's something to watch man I, I I enjoy him I enjoy watching him I enjoy watching the Ravens all the time I always have um they just their jersey colors their their hard-nosed defense has always been something that I, I've been a fan of and I'll continue to uh to cherish um but yeah, it's I, I just thought that game was uh it was really good. There's a lot that that happened in that game, and I'm sure we'll uh get to that, but I'm glad they were able to uh redeem themselves. Uh, uh a team that uh well a person I guess is is out to prove everybody wrong. We alluded to him a little bit earlier, was was uh Thomas Brady. And uh, they were able to beat the Washington football team, which I don't really think that anybody thought otherwise. Um, but you have Tom outdueling Taylor. How do you say this young man's last name? Heineke. Heineke. Heineke time, baby. Uh, he, he showed out for this game. He showed out uh, being his only his second start, pro start. Uh, he had 46 yards. Uh, and a TD um, on the ground, uh, and it was 306. 306 yards passing, and, there, and yep. another TD, yeah. And another TD. So this young man, uh, he might have made an argument for himself to be uh, Washington's next quarterback. I don't know if that necessarily happens, but that's something that we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, the fact that this young man now has a chance and showed out against Tom Brady, a man that is, has rings on rings on rings. Uh, and against that team, I was uh, thoroughly shocked. Yeah. I, you know, um, Taylor Heineke, 
as my friend told me as I was watching this game and I was texting him, he goes, put some respect on his name. <laughs> Undrafted out of Old Dominion, released by four different teams. He was a backup, a backup in the AAF. Remember that? Jeez, no. His <laughs> first playoff game, he was thrusted in after Alex Smith just, you know, couldn't couldn't play yesterday. And we all know what he's been dealing with with those leg injuries, especially after the last couple of years he's had. So um, he couldn't go. And uh, he hadn't thrown a pass since 2018. And That's here, here he is. So here's the question. Well, you know, we, we talked about Tampa a lot in the, the Saints segment there. But here's the question. Is it Heineke time in Washington? You alluded to it. Mitchell Trubisky, Taylor Heineke, QB battle. Is that what you're alluding to? Uh, no. And <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think anybody uh, outside of the DC area really cares. And I don't actually think anybody in the DC area actually cares. Um I don't know what that team does. They have a, a great front four. Uh, Chase Young is an absolute monster. And Ron Ron Rivera got a gem in him. Like, he inherited him. Uh, the fact that Sweat he came too. in. Montez yes, Sweat, yes, yeah. That's very, very true. The fact that he came in and inherited those young studs on the defensive end. And I, I honestly, I can say over the past 10 years, it's never been uh, Washington's D line that's really was the problem. It's everything behind them. <laughs> when you have D'Angelo Hall behind you, and his and his latter years for sure. Uh, in the beginning, he was he was a beast, but in, in his latter years, nothing. Now you have Ronald Darby back there. So I just want to be very very clear about that. Um, you do have uh, what's his name from? Uh, I can't think of his name. He came from the uh, Giants. What's his name? Uh, Oh, Atlanta Collins. Yes. Yeah. Who's a monster, but I, if safety, I remember correctly, yeah. he, he was hurt. Um, so he's not there. So you got, yes, he's hurt. Cause I remember him and Odell went down the same time. Um, so yeah, you missed that. Kendall for Fuller's back there, but you know, Ron yes. Rivera is a, you know, it looks like they've given him the keys to the, to the castle here. And he's, you know, a no nonsense guy. And, certainly battled cancer and defeated cancer this year in a pandemic and still coached a team to the playoffs. Um, and he's, it, you know, he's the right kind of guy to turn this around. If, if owner Dan Snyder, will just stay out of the way. Um, so, you know, what do you think and, happens to Haskins? I, you know, he, he went through waivers and didn't, uh, no one claimed him. I think no one wanted that contract, but you know, one of these teams just take a flyer on Dwayne Haskins, invite him to, to camp and put him against a, you know, a veteran quarterback. And can he have, you know, a kind of career, a solid backup career or given that opportunity down the road? Sure. These, these kids are young. It's been well-documented that he shouldn't have left Ohio state when he did, he had a great year. The money was there. He was picked like 15th in the draft or something like that. Um, but. I think if I can cut in real quick, I think the part that's not talked about the most at this point in time is the team he played for outside of all the nonsense that's going on with that team. He's from that area. So I don't think a lot of people are putting value into the fact that this young man was back home. So the distractions that you oh, have yeah, sure. 
that that definitely plays into that. And I, I think people need to understand that, realize that that is something that that probably had an effect. If he goes to uh, uh, a quarterback guru, uh, offensive coordinator, a head coach, uh, I believe this young man, like they if they put him on a team that's like in the middle of nowhere, like let's just say Indy, right? Because we don't know if Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah, you, you put yeah, him with somebody sure. like that, you're in the middle of pretty much middle America where nothing really around you. You don't have anything, none of your friends, none of your family. Like it's just football. But he's he's got to prove to people that he's he can be an adult in the NFL and not be out here uh, uh, breaking COVID uh, uh, rules and going to strip or having strippers in hotel rooms and whatever the case may be. Like, young man, I get it. You want to live your life as a football player, but your first job in this situation is to be a football player. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he certainly acknowledged his wrongs, and you know he he paid the ultimate price, and and within football, for the, you know the constant mistakes, he was stripped of his captaincy, and then he was cut, um, and they, you know, he lost a lot of guaranteed money or or non, you know that that signing bonus money and whatnot. So yeah, as you mentioned, you know a fresh start somewhere else could could do him some good. He's young, uh, and. Jay Gruden, it didn't really sound like Jay Gruden when he was a coach of the, the then Redskins wanted wanted him, but owner Dan Snyder did and and Ron Rivera um you know inherited him and uh he didn't want it. Him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh we'll see what happens with Dwayne Haskins and and another storyline as we kind of alluded to a little bit, Alex Smith was inactive for this game and that forced Heineke in the game. Um, contemplating retirement. He said he's going to take a couple weeks and, and, you know, let this all sink in and, and see what he's doing. But here's a guy who I think it was 2008, 18, he severely broke his leg and, you know, got a really bad infection and almost died. Told him he was never going to play football again. And, you know, he started a handful of games and, and led his team into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, true baller true gamer in that regard so uh you know i give him respect it's you you gotta you gotta tip your hat to that man is he's from what i've heard he's always been and what's always been reported he's a stand-up guy uh he's always done right by his teammates and he he's always been pretty solid uh from what he's done on the on the field and off the field Uh, i think and i i mean this with all due respect I, i do think he should retire uh, I don't I don't think uh, especially if the Washington football team is trying to bring you back, uh, you're you're putting your health at risk uh, for nothing. It's different if you were brought into a team that, you know, is potentially has a chance to go there. But you, you're you're coming towards the end of your career already anyway, due to your age. Um, I, I think just just I think you proved enough to us. I think you proved a lot to uh, the the uh, military uh, folks, uh, armed services that, that helped you train to get back to where you need to be. Uh, you, you prove to your family that, you know, that you, you're a fighter, you prove to everybody that you're a fighter. And I think that's enough, but who am I to tell the man what to do with his life and his dreams, you do whatever you feel is best. But in my opinion, I would definitely tell him to sit this one out for the rest of his, uh, the rest of his days. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's, it's hard to tell an athlete and this guy's known football. It's all he's probably known, right? And it's it's hard to tell him uh, to hang it up. But 
you know, you just hope that he makes, he's going to make the right decision for him and his family, but you'd, you'd hate to see uh, him get hurt like that again. That was, I remember, that was right before, th- I think it was a week before Thanksgiving and watching that game, it was, you know, uh, it was uh, awful to see that. So just a hell of a story. They should name, I, I saw someone mention they should name the comeback player of the year award after him. Uh, I think it'd be the second time he's, going to win it this year i can't imagine who else would off the top of my head here and uh they should just name it after him he's hell of a hell of a story and uh that's uh that's our alex smith take for this week stay yeah, tuned for more <laughs> they'll probably name it after him uh but here's our tom brady uh because i have a funny feeling we'll be talking about him on here a lot but we won't be doing it like other people just because they can't keep his name out of uh, their mouths but uh it, i thought it was pretty interesting that this is this is uh, Tampa Bay's first playoff win since 2002, and it was Tom Brady's first win not in New England, uh, and it's his 42nd playoff appearance. Uh, so he's also the oldest player, oldest quarterback uh, to play in a playoff game as well, too, um, or to throw a pass in, the, in a playoff game. So this is just this dude's still breaking records. He's still out here doing what he has to do and he still looks good doing it. Uh, it it's just wild that I, I guess, can we now put it to rest the conversation of who was the real, uh, <laughs> the real driver of getting them to the playoffs? Cause we saw what happened in new England or we oh, still got to have a couple. Yeah, Brady, yeah. Yeah. Or do we you have know, to wait a couple more seasons to the, have that conversation? You know, Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. And, but at the same time, he was this, this whole season. And I guess it's a, it's a factor of having Bruce Arians as your head coach, but the dude's driving the ball down the field. Yep. He's like, and he's got some zip to it. Watching it last night. Like, who is this guy? And that's not, you know, Belichick, you win the game in the middle of the field. And, you know, he's utilized those tight ends and Edelman and all these slot receivers throughout the years. And just to see him, you know, embrace, you know, probably take on that Arians offense as good as anyone. Obviously, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. And uh, it's just kind of redefining himself. I think you're talking, you mentioned Belichick and the Patriots. They really just banked on. You know, it was really weird. They didn't draft the quarterback. They kind of seemed like they were putting everything in Stidham's basket. And then Cam came along and they really banked on Cam Newton being MVP Cam Newton. And it just didn't happen. Cam's a shell of him, his former self. And he's had multiple injuries throughout the last couple of years. And, you know, who knows what, what they do there. I want to talk about this because we're not really here to talk about Cam today. I mean, I think we should have a bigger segment on Cam at, at some other point. Is, uh, but Buddy and I were talking about that, and huge Cam Newton fans. And just since that injury, Cam Newton has not been the same. And it's it's been that throwing motion to me that if I'm seeing it as an avid fan or avid football uh, fan watching his throwing motion, I'm sure it scares uh, GMs. I'm sure it scares uh, offensive coordinators of him not being able to push the ball down the field because of that herky jerky motion. And that's always 
one of the things that they talk about when they're drafting a quarterback uh, and, and they're watching their, their throwing motion was Tim Tebow. He brings the ball down too low. And Carson, it was, oh, how he, he keeps dips that back shoulder. It's always watching the mechanics of how people do things and they always critique it. The thing that Cam has that makes him stand out from all those people that I just mentioned is his legs. And he's he's a beast. He's just he's built like a linebacker, he's, yeah, he's a but linebacker, has the speed end, of yeah. a running back. Hey, you know what I mean? Like it's it's nuts. Like you've never seen this. He's a hybrid. You've never seen anything like Cam Newton. Um, I just think it might be that might be a one and done deal in in New England, and I think they may either go move ahead with Stenham or or they draft a quarterback, uh, and we will see how that actually really turns out. But yeah, you know, he had just one more thing on Cam for the Patriots segment of the the week, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, since it's kind of like since he got diagnosed with COVID and I don't know how severe his symptoms were, but like the before and after of that, he's just a completely different quarterback. Yeah. But as you mentioned, he was the Panthers goal line back forever and he's a Patriots goal line back essentially. And he got beat up for years and years and years. So yeah, maybe the, all those injuries are finally taking its toll. Uh, I hope not because he's such a great talent. I would love to see what he uh what he does moving forward. But I, I, I guess we'll uh I guess we'll see. Um you want to move forward to our next game, man? Yeah, speaking of backup quarterbacks, how about uh John Wolford started the Rams game? Rams uh headed to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Uh as you know. Uh, Jared Goff had thumb surgery a couple weeks ago, so he was active, but he wasn't going to start. Well, Wolford ended up in the hospital. He took a shot from a Jamal Adams shoulder, and uh, thankfully he's okay. But he a was, legal shot, yeah, that they didn't they picked up the flag, yeah. Mm. So uh, the dude was sent uh, sent to the hospital again. He's good, but two weeks removed from uh, thumb surgery, Golf went in there and. And, you know, led the team, the Rams team, to to victory. Um, thoughts on, on the game? I know we were chatting during this game, so um, uh, most I, of it. I have quick thoughts on this game because I thought this game was just, eh. Number one, Aaron Donald is arguably one of the best defensive players I've ever seen in my entire life. That's number one. That man could literally do anything he wants, and I don't think anybody can stop him. Um, that's number one. Number two, Russell Wilson looked terrible in that game, and that's hard for me to say because I know how much he puts the Seahawks on his back, but he looks he looked terrible in that game. Uh, he forced a pass to DK, and that, that didn't turn out great at all. Um, it was a pick six. Uh but they just they look bad, and then the Seattle defense didn't look like they can stop a nosebleed, um, which was wild. Um, so yeah, I, I think they the biggest thing that was missing for the Seahawks, which I don't think it really played a factor until that game, was the twelves, and I think they missed them sorely because with that that noise, it it makes it hard for any team that's coming there. They're used to it, but any other team that that's it. Uh, on the Rams side, uh, they are the number one defense for a reason uh, in the NFL. They prove that again, and they are ball hawks. They hit, they can get to the quarterback, they play 
defense right. Uh, I still don't like Jared Goff, though. So there's that. Yeah, you know, there's a, a tale of two Russell Wilsons this year, too. He had a came on really strong this season, and it, you know, just hasn't been the same throughout the last couple weeks. And another early playoff exit for the Seahawks. You know, you want to let Russ cook, let Russ cook. And, you know, this is, you know, he cooked. It's just a bad, bad game. And, and uh, just Seahawks fans weren't there. And it, it showed, as you mentioned, probably the most hostile environment in football. Kansas City comes to mind. New Orleans yep. comes to mind. But Seattle is is probably where it's at uh, there. So certainly difference difference there so we'll see what happens um you know another early exit and uh just losing notes here the rams are going to play the packers next saturday at 4 30 aaron donald as you mentioned probably the best defensive player in football x-rays were negative on his ribs so he's probably me, going sir. to play excuse me sir not probably he is the best defensive player in football there ain't no probably i don't care what anybody says you can fight me you can at me do That's whatever fair. you want. I'm not He's putting the up best a best player. I don't want to fight you. And I, also, I think you're you right. I else. think you're right. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's no way that he is not the best. Like this man should win MVP. Yeah, just off of just, what he does as an interior defensive lineman. Too. Yes, he's not even one of these edge guys. No. I mean, he gets paid like an edge guy, and he should. Um, but you know what he's able to do in the middle, the middle of the defensive line. It's certainly a yeah, uh, definitely, uh, you know, all-time defensive player. I know he's won it multiple times. So uh, thoughts on next week, Rams and, and Packers? <laughs> I think that's going to be such a, a, a chess match uh, between Rodgers and that defense because, as I mentioned, the Rams are the number one defense in the NFL. And Rodgers is still considered to be the top and top three, top five quarterbacks in the NFL um, at this point in time. He's seen everything thrown at him. He still has an arm of gold. He's, he's looked absolutely phenomenal in his second year in uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Flores? No, not Flores. Uh, but I can't remember the coach's head coach's name. Um, God damn it. Or you it's it's with the f i know it i it's gonna kill me right Matt now LaFleur. thank you oh the packers I love Floor. there you Matt go LaFleur. um it's his second year in that system and he's flourished in it uh you saw what he did in the second half of last season and ever since then he's pretty much just taken off uh i think i think that's going to be a a big part but also the packers defense uh will will they hold up because the rams looked pretty solid but also what jared goff are we going to get because there's been two different versions of jared goff as you alluded to russell wilson and he hasn't looked good in the latter half of the season either so that this will be interesting yeah cooper cup expected to play too and you no know, he took a nasty shot yes uh sure yesterday did. it looked like he tore his acl um but you know according to mcveigh it looks uh head coach sean mcveigh it looks like he's going to play so yeah again next saturday 4 30 on fox is uh the packers will host the los angeles rams and the first game that kicked off wild card weekend we're going backwards 
was the Buffalo Bills beating the Colts in a uh, by three, 27 to 24. This was the first Bills win in playoff win in 25 years. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The 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 only New York football team. That actually really only New York wow, football team. Shots fired. Uh, it's, it's truth though. It's yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, Josh Allen, 324 yards, two touchdowns. Those Bills almost gave up a 24 to 10 lead in the fourth, but uh, in the fourth quarter. But they kind of showed my, you know, takeaway from this game was the Bills showed you, like, you know, even when the defense isn't on top and defense has been up and down the last couple of years, but ultimately a great defensive squad showed you that they can win a lot of different ways and they did it they did it uh yesterday or saturday so the best uh, move they made was getting digs yeah that was the best move that they made because it allows allen to roll out to use his arms and his legs but with digs being able he's he's to me in the top five of route runners for wide receivers in the league if you've ever watched his footwork, I'm huge on this. If you ever watch his footwork and watch how he moves, this man can cut on a dime. He can lose you. His route tree is amazing. Um, so if you haven't paid attention, I would definitely ask you to, to take notes this next game and watch how this man runs. Uh, this is how he gets open. It's not just his speed. It's just he runs so smoothly on the field. So I think that's that's huge for them. Uh but I, I think Josh Allen has has now, especially like you were kind of alluding to, is last season in their playoff game, they the second half they started to lose as as they had that lead. And I thought they were gonna do it again, and they didn't, which I think he's now, you know, taking that leap, but he's he's starting to show that he's the real not even starting to show, he he's the real deal for Buffalo. Um and that that, that was hell of a season. Hell yeah, he has. And I, I uh I'm super impressed, super, super impressed. You know, and, and same conversation as we had with Lamar, you know, uh, was the GM in Buffalo, uh, Bean, and um, Sean McDermott coming in and building a team around their defense mm-hmm. and what Josh Allen can do. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, Stefan Diggs coming over from Minnesota was a huge acquisition for this team, really can take the top off the defense. And just ball and it's really helped josh allen even though he you know he can get out of the pocket and run and he's in that cam newton mold he's he's a big boy and he can and he can run but you know just just helping josh allen get to where he is in year three and and getting over that hump after a really bad loss against the texans last year on the other side of this game was was the Colts 11 wins this year for Frank Reich and the Colts um, first time since 2014 with their Andrew Luck that they had 11 wins uh, Philip Rivers 309 yards in this game he's five and seven all time in the playoffs rumors that Philip Rivers is going to retire could think about retiring Frank Reich wants him back your thoughts um Philip Rivers and the situation right now. What should my, the Colts do? My eyes are praying that he retires so I don't have to see that throwing motion ever again. Wow. Uh that 
I, is, so Sam and I, we, we were talking about this game uh, and it's just amazing to me that he's been in the league for 16 years, right? Uh, he was drafted in 04, yeah. The okay. 04 draft. So 16 years in the league, right? And he got, and he's been in the league this long with that throwing motion. It, it just blows my mind that somebody can do that. It, it looks so bad, but the man that has a hundred kids, um, that <laughs> is one of the uh, biggest trash talkers on the field. I respect him because of that. I respect him because he is uh, a gamer because he doesn't take anybody's shit uh, because he just continues to be who he is. Uh, I, I will miss him for, for that. Uh, outside of that, I, I could care less. I'm not never been a, a Phillip Rivers uh, fan uh, per se, but he's had a he's had a long and prosperous career. Needless to say. Yeah, uh, Philip Rivers, a Hall of Famer. What do you think? Even though I don't, I don't care for him. Yes, uh, because of the numbers that he probably has because of his longevity. Um, do I think there's definitely better quarterbacks than him? Absolutely. Uh, but yes, I, I do think he's a, he's a hall of famer. Sixth all time in passing yards and mm-hmm. passing touchdowns. There you go. That I think that's well, enough to was, get a call. Uh, this is before this article was written before the season. So I'm sure he's, mm-hmm. he's on that list. The Still. only hall, the hall of famers ahead of him are Marino and Favre breeze Brady also on that list so yeah the the numbers are there never got to the uh never got to the big game but uh what do the colts do chris ballard is a one of the best gms in football he you know he's he's pretty savvy knows what he's doing i think the colts are eyeing what happens in philly number one i think that's the huge thing for them uh to reunite Carson Wentz and Frank Wright together, if that's even a possibility. But that also is a another wormhole that I'm sure that we'll definitely be diving in throughout uh, several podcasts. But um, I think that I also think that uh, that's number one that they look for. But then also look and see, you know, who's a free agent if they're going to bring that in just to you know patch the gap, or do they go in? really start building because they have a lot of good young pieces, especially with Jonathan Taylor um, back there in the backfield. Like don't, don't waste that talent. Um, You have a phenomenal defense. uh, So what do you do? Do you, do you go and get a young quarterback, start to build them up? Or do you try to go get a solid veteran? That's pretty young. Um, Deshaun Watson is an, a name uh, that is, is now going to start to be circulating. And I have something for you on that very, very soon, my friend. Uh, so don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's really uh, interesting to see, but also the fact that they, they're going to wait and see, you see what Philip does because Philip could not retire. And if that's the case, I'm 100% sure they'll bring him back for another year. Yeah. Even, you know, if you draft <clears throat> one of these younger guys and Mac Jones, Alabama or uh, Kyle Trask out of Florida, something like that. Um, Trask having, is a bum. Well, having him having him in the room, Philip Rivers in the quarterback room is certainly. I don't know if Philip Rivers wants to be the QB mentor, but he certainly, uh, you know, has that experience there. I think Carson Wentz is the move. That's I'm sure. Uh, 
between you know between him and, and Deshaun Watson and the QB carousel of, of this offseason. We'll get into that a lot, but I think if you know every day Carson Wentz is is depreciating his value in Philly, and uh, if if Chris Ballard can get him on the cheap, bring him in. I think that's uh that's the move right there. But we will see. We we definitely 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 will uh we'll see. Uh, so there's a there's a segment that uh Sam has brought to my attention that he would like to uh, oh let's play a game. Well, it's not really a game. It, it, it oh it's definitely a game because you know why it's a game, Sam, is because you want to see how many uh <laughs> how many I don't cares. I get. So the segment is called, do you care? Yeah. So uh, here, here it is. Do you care? I'm going to get Brandon and then I'll, I'll chime in with, with uh, takes <laughs> here on, is this, is this news or is this, you know, nothing here. Um, so let's, let's start today's game. The Ravens got, you know, after near the end of the fourth quarter, we're uh, celebrating on the Titans logo. They said it was a sign of unity, mm-hmm. not disrespect. Everyone's making a big deal. Twitter timelines blowing up over it. Brandon, do you care? So I care, but not because of, I guess, some of the reasons that people are saying. I care because, <laughs> A, it's not unity. It was a sheer sign of disrespect. I don't give a damn what anybody says. And it's not, it was more, I, I shouldn't even say disrespect. It was more so redemption, retaliation, because what they did in week 11 or 14, week 11, when they came and played them and they huddled on the Ravens logo in the middle of the field. People don't forget that. Just like people didn't forget when T.O. went and did what he did in the middle yeah. of the field on the star. You know, people do not forget these things. People don't forget when Baker Mayfield ran out there and, and stabbed a, a, a flag into Oklahoma the, flag. Yeah, into correct. The it, people don't forget these things because yeah. you're disrespecting their house. That's like me going to your house, Sam, and saying, you know what, bro? I don't care. I'm going to piss on your floor. And I expect you not to do anything about it. You're just going to deal with it. No, as a man, you're going to be like, my, man, you did this in my house. My wife's here. My, my, my child's here. I'm not going to let you get away with this. And guess what? I would not blame you. But I, I loved it. I absolutely loved what they did. Uh, of course, it was led by <laughs> the goon of all goons, <laughs> Marcus Peters. And I love him just because of he's, he just loves getting in people's heads. He plays the corner the way that you're supposed to play the corner is you're aggressive, but you talk trash and you get into the best wide receiver's head. So I care because of that. That makes sense, Sam. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, it was especially after, you know, Juju Smith-Suster this year and the, uh, you know, dancing pre uh pre-game on on logos everywhere we've been over this you know it's like this has been defined already people don't like this and unless you win i mean they won that's great and there's some redemption there but they'll probably they'll probably hear about this i'm, and sure, I'm sure they will who knows and, if they'll do it again and i'm sure now this is going to further uh their now rivalry because at the end of the game the Ravens walked off the field, or at least Lamar walked right off the field and did not shake their hand. And he said, 
I, he said, no, there was no reason to. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll give respect to all the other opponents, but not them. So that that's just uh, – that's interesting to see how that unravels going forward in the future because I'm pretty sure they're going to see a lot of each other because those are both extremely solid teams in the AFC. All right. Uh, I'm saving the best one for last. I'm going to go <laughs> – here, here you go. The te- Houston Texans, Cal McNair taking over as owner of the Texans a couple of years ago, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on a search firm that recommended Steelers vice president Omar Khan as their next GM. Also, Lewis Riddick from uh, ESPN was also in consideration for this role. They ignored the findings and they hired Patriots director of player personnel, Nick Casario, for their job. Both minority candidates were ignored and Casario was hired. Brandon, do you care? I don't care about really anything the Texans do. I do care about uh, the the two minorities uh, that were overlooked. But for one of them, uh, I want him to be the next GM of the Eagles, and that's Lewis Riddick because they are familiar with him. He's formerly been with them. But his mind and his eye for talent is is amazing. Like he he uh, he knows about these guys very well in depth. Has called pretty much a lot of things that have happened in the past couple of years. So I, I do respect his uh, his football mind. Uh, I, again, I could care less what the Texans do. I just think they're that organization is stupid. When you let Bill O'Brien, who I think is an absolute travesty of a head coach. Uh, trade off one of the top three wide receivers in the league. And I'm talking yeah. about D hop. If you, yeah, trade, you traded him for a washer machine. Um, and yes, I am disrespecting David Johnson and I don't care. You traded him for a washer machine and you saw what he's done with the Cardinals. Like this man is just a talent that you don't get rid of. You don't do anything. You, you, uh, you're wasting the years of Deshaun Watson and it's just getting uh, it's becoming unbearable uh, to, to absolutely watch. You're also wasting JJ Watt, but JJ Watt also is wasting himself because it's, he can't stay healthy. It also seems like Watts out of there, but yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't know much about Omar Khan. Obviously the Steelers have built a hell of an organization and it keeps on, you know, keeps on going for the last couple decades and obviously you know obviously even in the 80s and and before that the Steelers have been a powerhouse of the, the NFL uh I love Lou Riddick as well whether it's the draft or Monday Night Football or just his you know segments on Sports Center or whatever he's 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 great he's got a ton of insight and I really you know I every time he's rumored to to be a, a candidate for a job I really hope he uh you know, it's his yeah. time. So I'm, I'm hoping that at some point very soon he gets that job. I know Casario has been linked to the Texans for a really long time. Um, these, these search firms don't work. No, uh, I mean, the jets have done it a couple times and they, and last time they ended up with Mike McCagnin and uh, Todd Bowles. And I liked Bowles and I thought I liked McCagnin, but he has let, I, that was quickly, uh, faded he's he left that jets team with nothing <laughs> those draft picks didn't work he it just these firms don't work no they so don't. i mean 
you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, Casario's got a, a tall order in, in front of him, you know, an aging David Johnson, an unhappy Deshaun Watson, which I'm sure we'll get to in the future weeks. Oh, no, 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 no. We can talk oh. about it right now real quick. Oh. I, that was okay. one of the things I said that I had a sneak thing for you. All right, let's go. Did you hear uh, the potential trade rumor for Deshaun at this point? Did you hear? Yeah, are you talking about the Miami one? Yes, for him, for yeah. Tua, and some picks. What are your thoughts on that? Well, apparently the uh, the new GM of the Texans is huge on Tua and, and wanted the Patriots when he was with the Patriots to draft Tua, but that wasn't going to happen where they were drafting. Mm-hmm. We talked about this earlier in the week. Is this Tua's, you know, expendable thing real uh, that the – Dolphins with third pick that they ironically received from the Texans should go after another quarterback. I don't know what's, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know if it's just, you know, connecting dots or if it's just something that will, will get headlines and clicks. Um, I think too, I should stay in Miami. I think they really like him. You certainly can't pass on a talent like Deshaun Watson. But if two is healthy, he could be really special too. So he could, but I would, I, I gotta be honest. I really want to see my boy Deshaun out of the Texans, and I would love to see him in that white and that teal and that orange, because I think he would absolutely kill them there, uh, especially with uh, Flores as their head coach. I know that for sure. Um, especially with him, I think he would definitely love to have that as an asset. And I think Deshaun would just be a, a whole lot happier, but, but just wanted to bring that one in there. I'm, I'm like you said, I'm sure we'll dive in deeper at some point, but just wanted to drop that yeah, in there. Any, you know, almost any team in the, uh, the NFL would love to have Deshaun Watson. It'll be really interesting to see if how, you know, uh, where he goes and, and if he forces his hand and uh, the QB carousel has already started. So it has, it has. Go ahead. All what right. you got for me next? Let's go. Brandon, do you care? Eagles coach Doug Peterson meeting again with owner Jeffrey Lurie this week. Future has been categorized as shaky. Do you care? Yes, I care because I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> you know I fucking care. Why? This is the setup. He's been waiting for this one because he knew it was going to get me like kind of going. Um, absolutely, I care. Uh, because it's my favorite team. Uh, so there you go, guys. That's my team in football. So it's out in the open. Um, I care because Doug Peterson uh, is the same guy that immediately after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> went and got a book, a publishing deal. And I'm still shaking my head at that. Um, he has, and, and I've, I've said this over and over again, If you, I've watched that Super Bowl over 10 times. Yes, I've watched the, the it over Eagles, 10 times. Patriots Super Bowl. Yes, yeah. I watched it over 10 times. And I don't know if you remember how that game ended. It ended on a Hail Mary that Gronk almost caught. And if he would have caught, the Patriots would have won. You want to know why that is a big deal to me? It lets you know that the Patriots were in the game the whole time because it was a shootout, which lets me know that that defense has been terrible since then they made great plays going in they caught fire it is is one of the things that i have to be complete on they caught fire they made plays when they needed to 
it was great. I I'm extremely happy to see that they got a ring. I cried, all that stuff, right? But Doug has not done anything since then. Why? Nothing since then. Why are you hating on your Super Bowl ring? Like I'm I'm not hating on the ring. I'm I'm, inst- I'm extremely yeah, ecstatic about Tom it. Tom Brady. Yes, but I I'm also a realist about this. They I was ecstatic that they beat Tom Brady. That's number one, especially because they cheated us out of the first Super Bowl with McNabb and T.O., but that's a whole nother topic. Um, But I'm hating on it because I'm realistic about the team because they still had all those pieces in place. And obviously you're not going to fire any of those people (laughs) the next year because they just won a Super Bowl. And you're probably not going to fire them the year after that. We're now, what, uh, it was 2017 that they won, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So now we are in 2021 and they have done nothing since then. And I mean, nothing uh, they've wasted. They've squandered Carson Wentz potentially. Uh, they paid him all this money. They've, they've had Howie Roseman with the worst deals ever in the world contracts where Jim Swartz's defenses are terrible, but I bring it back to Doug Peterson because that was the question. His play calling has been shaky. I've watched every single game and legit don't know what he's calling. Uh, He goes for it, does questionable play calls uh, on third downs. And it's like, okay, I I love that you have the, the, the balls to basically go for it. But when you don't have the horses to go with that, it makes no sense. So I hope uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Laurie uh, grows a pair. Uh, he puts him on the hot seat. He puts Howie Roseman on the hot seat and we see some changes in Philadelphia. So there you go. There was my rant. When we record, when we record our next podcast for Thursday morning is Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. I hope not. (laughs) Okay. I hope not. If he, he probably will be. If, we hire an offensive coordinator because he does not need to be running the offense. That would be the only way that he can save his career with the Eagles. Uh, if not, goodbye. Good riddance. Don't want to see you anymore. Ta-ta. We're going to let Brandon cool down. I'm good. You good? <laughs> I'm good? Ready to go. I'm good. We're switching gears. <laughs> that was Do You Care. Uh, what a great segment. That was fun. Uh, saving, saving the best for last jerk continue <laughs> uh in other news you know it was a nfl dominant weekend but there the nba is in full swing over the last three weeks or so <clears throat> brandon does the nba have a covid problem the yes. celtics and heat were postponed uh today due to not uh, Miami not having enough players to suit up and play because of not all have diagnosed uh, been diagnosed as uh, having COVID. It could be contract tracing. It could be other injuries. Uh, this happened earlier in the year of the th- or right around Christmas, the thunder and rockets game was, uh, was postponed for similar reasons. And yesterday the Sixers had to play with a minimum of eight players due to injuries and contract tracing and and other covid protocols so what does the nba do adam silver one of the uh 
probably the savviest and and best commissioners in sports. Easily, what yeah. what's yeah? I don't think there's a question there. What no. what's going on in league offices in New York City right now? Uh, they're trying to figure out uh, how they can kind of, which I'm is crazy for me to say this, how they can mirror uh, the NFL. Uh, because the NFL, even though they it's it's different with the NBA. So the NFL, you have a, a huge team, right? But with the huge team, you're able to interchange pieces, right? So we're, we talked about at the top of this podcast how the Browns don't have their head coach and they're missing four starters in a playoff game, right? But they still have a plethora of people on their team that they can move the pieces. It's not the same with basketball. Um, and it was different when they were in the bubble because they had no place to go. So they do have to sit down and they have to try to figure out like what they do. But it also the, the main part is is the players holding each other accountable uh, because it's it's them that is 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 spreading it. It's them that's passing it around. So how do, how do how do they do that? Um, it, I also think that it might be a little bit different because when you're playing this, uh, football you have so much gear on so much protection on that might actually be helping them um if you really kind of try to break it down the nba you're you're dribbling your your arm arm your hand touching hand checking uh you're blocking your touch it's it's a lot touching of hand touch. yeah, ball, ex- yeah exactly you're sweating all over the ball um it's different in the NFL. You have gloves. You know what I mean? You're, you're catching the ball with gloves. Yes, the quarterbacks are touching the ball, but it, not everybody's sweating on it. It's different, and they change out the balls all the time. So um, it's not something they can do in basketball as much as they can in football. So I think they really have to sit down and think about it. But I do think it's currently a problem. Uh, but I'm sure that Adam Silver will get, his, uh, get this all cleared up. Yeah, if there's any, you know, if the NFL showed you anything and especially in the NBA, you know, creating the bubble so quickly and investing millions into uh, into that, if, if Adam Silver showed you anything, it's that he will go about this the right way and the safe way and with everyone's best interest in mind mm-hmm. and also continue to make the league a, a ton of money in the process. That's just he's. He's a uh, he's the best commissioner in, in sports. I don't think there's a question as I mentioned there. So hopefully, you know this this was going to happen. You know, brace yourselves for a for a rocky uh, winter and spring. And and the fact that we're even having sports is is another conversation too. But um, yeah, hopefully this is um, you know everyone's he- healthy and and we'll get to the finals this summer and it'll be a great NBA season. Yeah. I I, uh, I hope so. I also hope that uh, the Nets can actually play like a basketball team, but that's a whole other thing too. Um, you could get KD and Kyrie on the court at the same time. That could help. I mean, that, that definitely could help. KD was balling today, but I mean, Kyrie is out for personal reasons, which I, yeah, next, next thing. Let's just go to the next thing before I just open up another can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> can, uh, speaking of basketball, can we talk about your boy Lamelo Ball, the youngest, youngest youngest player to record a triple double, twenty two points, twelve boards, eleven assists against the Hawks on Saturday night? I'm uh, proud of him. Yeah, proud of him. He's the best ball brother too. He's better than Lonzo. He's better than Lamelo. Um, Lamelo Lamelo needs to get a uh, excuse me, Leangelo. Leangelo needs to get a fair shake. <laughs> 
uh, that's for sure. But uh, Lamelo is uh, one of my buddies, Dame. Him and I, we've had numerous conversations. Like he's a super fan of him. Um, I, I would consider myself to be a, a big fan, but not as much as Dame. Um, but I Hopefully we both Angel. agree. Yeah, uh, no, of Lamelo. <laughs> Lamelo, Dame is a big fan of Leandro. He's the, a fan of the whole ball family, which I does he, understand does why. He have, does he have the shoes? Did he cop those? No, no, no. I don't. I would disown him if he owned those shoes. Um, I disown any of my friends they own those shoes. Um, but Lamelo, I, I think the best move that he made thus far in his career was going to Europe uh, and playing against uh, professional talent instead of playing in college he literally went and jumped basically straight to the pros got that under his belt and then came here so now the game is is slowed for him already so the stuff that he was able to do when he was a, a youngster uh and how he he moves uh so fluently with the ball uh, it's now translating to the court he almost had a triple double the other night uh it was ruined by a couple of teammates uh but like he, he finally like got it short, he was right? one, yeah. one assist short yeah but he got it last night um excuse me saturday night for you guys and uh i, I was i was very very proud of him I, I knew it was coming but he's that's one of many because that's that's one thing the ball brothers do very very well is that they pass the ball yeah lonzo is probably one of the best passers in the nfl yes. uh, nba yes, yes for easily. sure easily 19 years 140 days also on this list he he uh he beat out markel fultz who is 19 years 317 days old Luca is also on this list, Lonzo Ball and LeBron. So yeah, the future is is the uh sky's the limit for Lamella Ball. Probably the most uh I I think he's he's the most dynamic of, of the three of them and hopefully gonna have a, a, a great year. I think the best thing that he did aside from going to Europe and playing and you know, he, he stopped playing high school basketball and just went to Lithuania and Australia and wherever mm-hmm. else he went um did he go to australia he did right did i make that up uh don't give me the i line. know rj hampton did no um, i don't think he did i think he he i mean he played in several leagues and yeah in Europe, so though he was all over the place yeah. i think the best thing he did was somehow escape the shadow of his father and his older brother at least the hype around lonzo yeah and then you know they had a they had a reality show and all this other stuff, but to, uh, you know, he's third pick in the draft this year. He's balling. So uh, that'll be a fun, uh, fun rookie season already and a fun uh, career ahead of him for LaMelo Wall. Don't worry. He will be the rookie of the, the rookie of the year. I'm, I'm saying that now he will definitely be that. So. Okay. Anthony Edwards also having a good year. So we'll see. I, I like his, fun. I like his game. Anthony Edwards Edwards but uh I think he's he's got to have some some growing pains this year I mean they all will but I think LaMelo will have the least out of any of them all right well we'll see uh all right looking ahead it is Monday morning Saturday Sunday night as we record what stands out to you this week Brandon um (laughs) Nothing, because I hate everything that you're going to talk about next. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I know that it's the national football, national championship. Actually, before we even get to that, I think we should end on that. 
there is something that you brought up to me and you wanted to bring it up because I, I just want to let you guys know since you this is the first podcast Sam uh likes to bring up news to me to really gauge how I'm really feeling about certain things uh and one in particular happened this week with a team that I could care less about even though they're in our home state uh New York uh that would be the uh the New York Metropolitans um I could care less what they're doing. See, I even skipped nope. I skipped this today nope. because I thought you didn't want to talk nope. about it. Nope. I want to talk about it because I, I, I want to talk about the moves that they are doing. Um, so you you brought up Lindor, they're them trading for Lindor, which you and I both agree is an absolute steal. Uh, but they are not done dealing right now. And the the reports of them now trying to get Chris Bryant. And having DJ also, and DJ LeMayhew, for those that don't know, having DJ on their list as well, the, the Mets could really turn this around very, very quickly. And it's it should be scary to those in the National League. That's yeah. it, it, New, new owner, involved. Steve yep. Cohen, owning the uh, ticket over the Mets earlier this fall. They, uh, the Mets traded for shortstop Francisco Lindor and pitcher Carlos Carrasco from the Indians for uh, Ahmad Rosario and um, some other you know minor leaguers and Jimenez and great trade, great steal. They have to sign Lindor, which sounds like won't be a problem. And you mentioned Chris Bryant. I heard even Nolan Arenado, but putting Lindor in that lineup with Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil and uh, you know, adding Carrasco to DeGrom and hopefully uh, Noah Syndergaard mm-hmm. uh, is healthy as well. That's a hell of a team Stroman. if you're a Mets fan. And Stroman. we know a lot of, yeah, Stroman, Marcus Stroman. Yep, yeah. you're right. My guy. Um, coming back from injury too. So um, if you are a Mets fan, you are giddy. You are giddy that you stole Lindor from the Yankees. You are giddy that you have an owner that is willing to put the team first and not his not his wallet and uh yeah future is bright are the mets a team to beat in the nl east uh i can't say that uh because the nationals didn't have all their key pieces uh this year uh due to COVID, and i still think you really have to prove that they're not the the team to beat and and obviously you still have the dodgers they just won the world series i mean Who's going past that? I said the NL East, though. Well, I'm still thinking about the bigger picture, big, too. Big picture. Yeah, the Dodgers yeah. are are just continue to – who knows who they'll sign. Not a, It's been a quiet MLB offseason mm-hmm. so far. Market's uh, pretty quiet. So we'll see. Um, you know, spring training hopefully starts in a few weeks and uh, six weeks or so, right? It's around Valentine's Day. So hopefully there's some movement there. But, yeah, the Dodgers probably will – add somebody they'll they'll we'll, be there we'll again curse about but uh yeah they'll be they'll be there again. you surprised me there i didn't think you'd want to talk about i'll talk about it just it's it's okay because i see all the other moves that they're making too and i'm like you're not you're james not McCann. yeah not same i'm watching with signed a catcher james mccann from the white yeah. Sox. yeah whatever we'll see to hell with the mets <laughs> but to answer your question uh what I'm looking forward to is I always love watching a national championship game, even though it's now since they've implemented this, one of these two teams in it, 
um, and it's really sickening for me to see either of these teams in it uh, is Ohio State and Alabama. Uh, I have my reasons. Uh, Ohio State, the reason why I can't stand, I'm a Penn State fan, uh, so I don't care for anything they do. Uh, Alabama, it's a little bit deeper for me, and it's their uh, their history of, of towards uh, people that look like myself, um, and that goes to the coach that they consider to be the greatest coach of all time, uh, but I think Nick Saban has now changed that um, for college football. So I'll, I'll go with Nick Saban, but, um, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a shootout and I'm, I'm really interested to watch, uh, because I'm going to be a homer about this one, uh, Devonte Smith, uh, because of where the Eagles are potentially going to draft and he could be that, uh, if Howie doesn't screw that up. Um, but I also want to see fields, um, because he is he is a, a talented quarterback, and I want to see how he's feeling after that crazy hit that he took, uh, which I still don't think is targeting. I just think that was a football play. Yeah. But that that's something that's something that we can definitely talk about another time as well. But uh, I, I uh, it's going to be a good game. It's it's going to be a good game. Um, it's two it's two masterminds. Uh, when it comes to college football, they have two of the greatest uh they always get the talents i always have one of the best recruiting classes they're always in the top five with that so it, it's it's definitely going to be a, a great game and you're going to see a lot of potential or a lot of future nfl players yeah devonta smith just won the heisman as a wide receiver first one to to win it as a wide out since desmond uh howard what was mm-hmm. that like 25 years ago something yeah. like that so um yeah it's gonna be a hell of a game alabama always rolls out great teams ryan day is you know you know has big shoes to fill in ohio state but has has done so pretty well we'll see justin fields he's he's had an up and down season um but last week what he throw for like six touchdowns it was uh, hell of a game that draft stock went back up could he be uh you know could could he go in the top five of the draft we'll see but Good. Big game, big game for him. It'll it'll be fun. I don't have a dog in the fight. I like college football. I don't particularly root for a, spe- a specific team, so it'll be fun to to watch this game. And um, listen, it's football. Yeah, I mean, I'm just football. I'm just happy that we have football during COVID. I mean, it's we could probably have a lot more if people were responsible. Um, but I'm just happy that we're able to actually watch sports and. Uh, be able to see these talented people that work so hard uh, at what they do uh, to, to put on and, and perform for us for 60 minutes or however many, you know, minutes that they're out there on the field or court or whatever the case may be. I just love being able to see this and, and just love watching how it all comes together. So I'm thankful. I'm just happy that we get to watch something and, and get excited. It's just going to be weird. I don't know if they're allowing, did they say they're allowing any fans at this game? Um, it's in Dallas, right? I think, yeah. I think there'll be fans. Yeah. So it's, I right? know Dallas, yeah, the Cowboys let people in, so I'm sure they'll let people in for this one. Cause there's people in at a Tennessee game too. There's 15,000 people there today. Yeah. So, I, I'm not sure if, if there'll be, uh, well, the Cowboys, there, but... I'm sure there probably will. Cause that's a big, big damn stadium and it's in Texas and, yeah, it's it's in Texas. Let's just leave it that. At that, <laughs> anything goes. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, you got anything you're looking forward to, or 
I, you know, it's, it's a national championship game. It's kind of, you know, a big day on the calendar. So it'll be fun to, uh, to watch that, um, and, and get, get into the NBA during the week and, and Hellman next week, division championship games. It looks like, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like if the, uh, Browns continue to beat down the Steelers, we're looking at bills and, uh, Ravens next week and then Browns and, and Chiefs for the uh, AFC. So that's going to be uh, pretty interesting, but I definitely picture Mahomes running all over them. But the Browns aren't, they proved they aren't in slouch this year. So, I mean, they're 11 and five for a reason, I guess. Um, it's wild. Of course, the, why why would the Browns not be eleven and five in twenty twenty? <laughs> like, like this is it makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that's that's all I got from me, man. Uh, you you go. got anything else? No, that's it. Just a, a huge thank you if you've made it to this far in the pod and um, our our first go of it, and uh, the you know catch us on on social media and thank you for uh, subscribing and listening and. You can leave us a nice little rating. We appreciate that. And uh, I always wanted to say yeah. this: Sma- smash the like button. <laughs> That's what go. all the YouTubers say. Smash the. Uh, don't just. We'll just get better at it. this. Just influencer life. Yeah. Yeah. No, probably not. Um, <laughs> all right. That's it. We thank you for listening uh, to our first episode of Chasing Points podcast. Uh, we hope that you listen to many more because there will be many more going forward. Uh, tune in later on this week uh, when we will talk about more of what has happened in the sports world. Uh, Peace. We appreciate it. Bye.